Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in paranormal activity, UFOs, cryptids, anything completely out of the ordinary. Today's episode, we'll be going over hospital stories, stories from nurses, healthcare workers, and shadow people in hospitals. I did another episode on shadow people with seizures, with uh, people having uh, like grand mal seizures claiming that they'll see a shadow person first and then when they make contact with it they'll go into a grand mal seizure it is november of the year 2022 this is episode 18 i've actually you know i don't want to make this podcast about me but i have seen one of these with another person with me i was visiting a girl that i used to date like years ago it was me her her mom was sitting across from us and when her mom started talking something in in a clear shape of a person and it was all black like exited the wall behind her and went out and kind of down into the into the next wall behind her and my ex-girlfriend kind of sat up from the couch and I sat up and I said you saw that too and she was like yeah I mean it didn't do anything it just kind of floated almost like you know like like in a movie or something like it just kind of floated from one wall to the other wall um, pretty slow but it wasn't it didn't have legs or anything it was like a I just saw it from like the like waist up but it, it did have a head it had it seemed to have arms and I don't know what that was or whatever, but you would just call it like a shadow person. So I'm going to read this first story, and it comes from a site called thebeehive.com. And this name of the article is Don't Be Afraid of the Shadow People. And then like the sub thing, like after a comma, it says true stories from Utah's haunted hospitals and psych wards. The story, when somebody started working at the place... It, they were told right away, let me let me read the quote here. The man's name is Hubner, and he worked in the youth building of the Utah State Hospital. His first night on the job, a kind, older woman offered Hubner some advice. Don't be afraid of the shadow people, she said. If you see them, they won't hurt you. Hubner found the advice odd, but unnerving, but figured she must have a reason for saying it. A month or so later, he realized he hadn't seen the kind woman that told him that since his first night. So Hubner says, quote, I asked one of the night staff where she was, and she told me she had died. She died at work, in the break room. So then the the author of the article says, so be afraid of the shadow people? Hubner remembers the youth building as being very creepy and being told by the powers that be that there were certain areas he should not go in. He describes the mood of the space as a miasma, a word that I had to Google. So I'm going to look up what that word means. The word means a highly unpleasant or unhealthy smell or vapor. Quote, I didn't enjoy being there. I felt unsettled when I was in there. Uh, There's another lady, Celia Navajar, who worked as a social worker and psychiatric technician in the hospital for over 15 years, shares similar sentiments about that particular part of the campus. Navajar says... It was such a deep uneasiness and weird feeling to be in there. I'd beg some other staff to go with me. I didn't dare say much about it because it was my duty to go there. I still remember the torment that I went whenever I had to be in that place by myself. Navejar reports seeing a crudely made restraining chair. Think of an electric chair without the electricity. And it had been made by one patient and used on other patients stored in the basement. Technically, that's not paranormal, but yikes. Carl Jensen 
worked as a therapist at Utah State Hospital in the 70s and 80s. One of his patients reported repeat occurrences of a black figure following her into the restroom, jumping to the top of the stall and then leaping from stall to stall. I'm going to skip around here. Jensen wrote the patient's reports off as delirium. He was working in a mental hospital after all. When a second patient reported similar sightings, Jensen assumed it was a story the two patients had fabricated together for whatever reason. It was only after a nurse witnessed the shadow stall jumper and asked to be transferred to a different hospital did Jensen then begin to believe that actual sinister that, that an actual sinister being may have been haunting the ladies' room. However, once the nurse transferred hospitals, the shadow figure was never seen again. Interesting. So it, there's another case of a shadow person following somebody, right? Or, I don't know. Um, sometimes when you read enough of these reports, you don't think that it's a coincidence. Anyway, quote, Jensen had another patient patient who would become possessed by some demon figure every couple of months the patient would ransack her room and pick up her bed which was bolted to the floor she would barricade herself in the room so none of the doctors nurses or security could get in then she would rip off her clothes rip her hair out and try to escape by running full speed into the wall so that's fun it goes on in 2007 emily argyle worked in a IHC Nuclear Medicine Pharmacy. Part of her job was delivering medications to different medical facilities around the valley. One of these facilities was an old psychiatric hospital on the west side of Salt Lake that had been turned into a heart medication research facility called Utah Artificial Heart Institute. There's not much information available about the institute or what goes on inside. The only way I was able to learn the name was to look at the animal testing registration sites. Argyle explains animal testing was a major part of the facility's operations from what she observed during her visits. The place smelled of blood. Sheep and pig carcasses hugging the doorways of labs. It was literally a horror movie, Argyle explains. She explains going there was such a horrific experience that she and her co-workers would argue over who had to make the drug deliveries. She lost the fight one morning and made her way to the lab at 6 a.m. Argyle entered the basement level and waited for the elevator that would take her to the third floor. While she waited, she heard a rattling sound she had trouble identifying. I turned to my right, and the doorway that led to the hall had a padlock on it that was locked, and vigorously shaking as if someone had a hand on it and was pulling it back and forth, and rattling it against the door trying to break the lock, Argyle says. She cursed loudly and ran up the stairs as fast as she could, searching for someone to tell, but the only other person in the building at that early of an hour was a janitor who spoke no English and was unable to understand her expletives or or her report of the sighting. Argyle dropped off the medication, took the stairs back down to the basement, and ran past the door, anxious to get out. Then I stopped myself, and I turned around, and I was like, I have to go back and check this out, she says, and sure enough, as she went back, that lock began to shake against the door. Argyle watched the padlock violently shake, listening for any indication someone might be running a vacuum, moving heavy objects, or doing anything that would cause a, the padlock to move. I probably sat there for 20 seconds staring at it, trying desperately to grasp some kind of logic. I'd never had anything paranormal happen before that, and, ha and, and I had nothing. So I turned around and I ran and I left the hospital. One of my friends told me about something that he watched that had a couple interesting things about hospitals and it seems that some of these hospitals are almost like inundated with these shadow beings or creatures that will almost go after a patient where they have their affliction so like if they have something on their leg or something like those these nurses and doctors are they report seeing these things going after these parts of their bodies where they're having these issues 
And what made him bring this up in the first place was somebody telling me, um, a girl that had breast implants done, and she was telling me about the surgery. She said that she woke up during it and she could hear like the doctors like talking and stuff and she couldn't move and she couldn't like let them know that she was awake. And she said it was really frightening already. And then she said what happened next was like two big claws came up from underneath her and grabbed her around the chest and started bringing her down and down, down into like some pit or something. And I think she said it like growled or something or said something like, like really scary stuff. And, and she, she didn't remember anything after that. She just remembers waking up. Um, but telling me that story was really frightening. And then when my friend, other friend brought up watching this video and telling me about it, he told me one of the other stories. I don't know if it was on that video or the same one or a different video that a guy was in a, something like a coma for some period of time, or he was unconscious at a hospital for some period of time. And he claims that he didn't necessarily go anywhere except for just being something like a speck of dust or like a piece of dirt in some big like hole in the ground. And this man said that he was throughout this time period, he said it could have, it sounded like it went on for months or years. He was trying to push himself up this, he was trying to get out of this pit. And he said his, his, his consciousness was just this one little point, like this one little speck of dirt. And he, all he did is for this whole time period was try to get up this hill, try to get up this, out of this thing. He's like trying to force himself and will himself up this little dirt hill. And I guess this went on for what seemed like years to this man. And what finished it off was something like a butterfly came and picked up, picked him up and, f and started flying with him and flew him out of this, uh, area for a while you know for to finish it off and then the man woke up and could tell his story so weird stuff right i clicked on one of these threads where people are asking nurses and people that work in hospitals to comment on it and one of the common things if you look up shadow people is there's a there's this big belief that sometimes these things are like good things and they're helpful and all this stuff and then the guy this guy makes a good point he says yeah except when the shadow person injures the person people have gotten scratched choked dragged out of bed people can see these exact same shadows when not in sleep paralysis like when me and max girlfriend saw it science doesn't explain enough why everyone keeps seeing these shadows even in sleep paralysis why why does different people with different mindsets and different brains see manifested the exact same hallucination hallucinations most people give their reasoning because other people talk about it and then print it into their memory. Wrong. I saw shadow people before I ever even heard of them in and out of sleep. I used to see more than that, or rather their true forms as, as a child. And I always said hallucinations is a word created for the unexplained. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. There's people that have been like grabbed and hurt and choked and stuff by these things. I knew a guy that would have these things sit on his chest and like suffocate him. And this was a big, strong man, and he uh, he was like a victim from these things. They were uh, they were bad. So this one is uh, Mary here is a registered nurse. She says, one night I was caring for a dying male patient. He was scared, and I spent some uh, quite amount of time with him, trying to calm him and reassure him. Eventually, he calmed, and I left the bedside, and I went over to the nurse's station, which is about 15 feet away. 
As I sat down, I glanced over to him, and there was this black shape standing over the bed, looking down at the patient. I was terrified, and I'm sure it was something evil. The best I have heard was from a nurse who said that one night she was floated to oncology at the hospital she worked at. She was given a patient who was passing away and had been unconscious for several days. At one point during the night, the nurse went into the room and the patient was on top of the bed and looked at her and said, don't let them take me. The nurse was freaked out and asked, and asked her who was going to take her. And she said that black thing up there and pointed up in the air. This patient died within minutes. So this is one. Uh, she said, here is one for me. I believe in ghosts. I was working a 3 to 11 on a skilled floor at... LTC setup, nurses station in the middle. She describes a long hallway with 22 beds. There was a dementia patient constantly cried out, Margie, 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 you get the picture. The patient was in the second, le second to last room on the left-hand side of the hall. I was halfway down the hall with my med cart, and there was an orderly on the floor with me, and he just come up and was talking to me at the cart. Suddenly, the patient was quiet, and the silence made us both look down the hall at the same time. Out of her room skipped a young girl, 7 to 10 years old. She had blonde braids. She was wearing a sailor-type top with a navy pleated skirt, dark stockings, and dark shoes. She did not look at us, but skipped across the hall into an empty room, the last one on the right side. We both looked at each other and said, who the heck was that? There were no known visitors on the floor. We went down to check the room's... The dementia patient was still quiet. The empty room the girl had entered was dark, turned on the lights, and the room was empty. No one passed us in the hall. There was no other way out. We were on the fourth floor, so she didn't jump out the window, and which was closed. Needless to say, the orderly and I both knew we, we had really seen a ghost. Smoke break for us was needed immediately. True story from Cleveland. I've noticed that before some patients expire, they'll be watching someone. One nurse told me they were looking at the light. I think it was a guide, and she put in quotes. One night, a patient, real crump, drug dealer, pimp, he had end-stage AIDS, started yelling, get out of here. We asked him who, and he said, that mother effer in black, like not one of us, you know, she was talking about. He died within hours. One nurse told us she's seen the light flash down the hall. Patient on that side died the same night. I've also heard like kind of positive stories where um, I heard a story of uh, somebody who had really, really intense dementia and was even like combative for a long time and she was suffering really bad and the family was. One of the last days, she was um, maybe the last couple days, she kept telling the family that would visit her. Like she almost like kind of snapped out of it and was just saying like she had an angel coming and taking her and showing her where she's going to be going and. I guess she would take her to these beautiful places and to kind of get her ready to go. So um, when she did go, it was like a positive thing and a peaceful thing. So uh, that's a positive part of that too. Oh, so a lot of these stories are coming from a website called allnurses.com. And they, if you search up, they'll have spooky stories on here too. This is one of the nurses from the allnurses.com, but, she, but she's telling a story that's kind of a positive one. She says, uh, my sister-in-law was upstairs at her house changing her changing the beds her little 18 month old son was running down running down the hallway and she came out of the bedroom in the hallway to see what he was doing her son was running right for the top of the stairs at full speed when he reached the top of the steps he he stopped suddenly as if someone had kept him from going any further a man appeared with a red flannel shirt and jeans standing at the top of the of the stairs with his arm extended and he had actually stopped her son from falling down the steps 
Then he disappeared. My sister-in-law thought she was going crazy, but she knew she saw this man standing there. She goes on to say, like, they ended up looking up, up the house history, it says, and the person that lived there before, some time back, had a accident where the kid fell down the steps and hurt himself really bad. And that's the report on that case. So this is another nurse from this uh, allnurses.com. A sleazebag guy had a massive MI in his rushed emergency... This isn't a word. Emergently? That's a word? Okay. Really rushed to the cath lab, like, I think, a heart catheter. Well, he had just been really sedated because he woke up and he said to his man, I've been having these really effed up dreams. When asked to explain further, he said that there are these black blobs calling his name in spooky voices. Later on, he fell back asleep. Well, immediately before he tamponated, I don't know what that means. That must be like a healthcare worker term. He sat directly up and yelled, No, damn it, I'm not going with you. His eyes rolled back in his head and he slammed back down on his bed, coated and died. Freaky. On a lighter note, see, this is like a common theme, like uh, people having either peaceful spirits like try to get them ready to go and take them or they see the light and stuff or they have these like black blobs come right on a lighter note i worked in a nursing home as a cna one of the residents one night said to me i see a beautiful angel and she's tapping on my shoulder she died in the morning so it can be a good thing too right I'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast. My Patreon is patreon.com slash paradoxwalk. The music is downbeat88. The opening track is called The Dark. The ending track is called A Moment of Peace. And I'd like to thank my first Patreon, Roxy. Uh, remember to click the RSS feed or to copy the RSS feed into your app to keep up with the latest episodes. I'm also on Spotify, Amazon, Podcasts. I think you can find me on Apple. I haven't like got an Apple ID yet, but I guess people are watching me on, or listening on there. So that's another one too. It's on Stitcher as well. Um, it's on a lot of things. So check it out, YouTube and BitChute. So if you like BitChute, I'm on BitChute as well. All right, thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye.